Happy 2021, everyone. I wanted to kick off the year with an amazing interview with Heidi Stevens. Like a lot of moms out there, sometimes there's just this pull for something different that changes within us, whether it's once we became a mom or whether we're just feeling burnt out from a job we really don't enjoy, or we suddenly realize we're just not healthy. And this interview with Heidi and listening to her journey just embodies all of that. Heidi Stevens is a wealth consciousness coach and helps women manifest lives better than they think is possible. She works with her clients to have massive mindset and transformational outcomes through her group program, Magnetic and the Ascension Mastermind. Heidi also has a master's in spiritual psychology and she is a fellow Bruin like myself. She's a mom of two, wife, and lives in Los Angeles. I've been following Heidi for a while now, probably the last three years, and I also listen to her podcast, The Heidi Stevens Podcast, and I've just been fascinated by her journey of transformation, of what she's doing with women, and also just doing this all with two young kids. I also love all her insight on the feminine divine, healing, intuition, abundance, and manifestation. But that wasn't always who Heidi was. And in this episode, you'll hear all about her physical and spiritual transformation and journey to where she is today. So I hope this episode inspires some of you out there to take action on something in 2021, something that is just pulling you inside deep to do something different. Because as you'll learn in this episode, it's never too late to pursue something that you are truly passionate about. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real-life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, Mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Well, welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. I'm excited because today I'm bringing Heidi Stevens. For the last probably three years, I've actually been following Heidi, which she might not know that. But during this time, I've watched her just transform her entire business and build this amazing community for women, all while having two young kids. And I feel like it's very rare to see someone just really come into their own while having kids under the age of five, because I know that's a tough year. So I want to welcome on the show. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you, Stephanie. So happy to be here. What is your biggest mom win of the week? Oh, well, this has been a big week for us because my two-year-old Grace has officially been potty trained. So (gasps) we've been doing a lot of celebrating in the house these days. Congratulations. She took a little bit more time than Harrison, my son. Harrison just basically did on his own. So I was having... Like, I don't really know how to do this. And I don't really know how to potty train. It's all kids eventually figure it out. And she's two and a half. So it's perfect timing. So that was a big win. Did you have like a certain process you went about with her? Or did you just kind of like take the diaper away and say, let's do it? Or, you know, I just kind of followed her lead. It's kind of my approach on a lot of parenting. I, she was starting to take her diaper off. She was really interested in undies. 
And so we originally tried to just have her kind of be naked for three or four days in the house. But honestly, it was seeming like it was giving her a lot of stress. And so it was just like, wear a diaper, have an accident. I, I try as much of like kind of an A-type personality as I am, I do my very best to just be go with the flow with the kids because we all benefit from that. (laughs) I was going to say, I tried the Oh Crap Potty Training book. I don't know if you've heard of that. So we tried that approach. My my first, he just like self-potty trained. One day he was just like, I I, I don't know if that's like a first child. I I don't know. Usually they say boys are harder to potty train. But yeah. he kind of just saw other people like, why are they wearing underwear? And just stopped. Yeah. That's exactly what Harrison did. Yeah. So I just, I, I didn't try approach between my nanny and I, we just kind of had the toilet there and the little potty there and she's doing it. So that was a, that was a big win. Well, congratulations. <laughs> That's a good mom win of the week. So I wanted to start, can you give us a little bit of context? I just want to know how many kids you have ages and what are the roles that you and your husband kind of play? Sure. So yeah, Harrison is six and Grace is two. And so Kenny works pretty much full-time. We're both entrepreneurs. I'd say we both have very relaxed schedules, which is really nice now more than ever with, you know, COVID and being at home, we moved his office home, but he's always been a, like go into the office at like 10 or 11, or he's like playing tennis at noon and then coming home for lunch. So we're always kind of like in and out. Obviously through COVID things shifted, you know, over the summer and in the spring, but we're pretty much in a routine right now, which is working. I feel like I'm so grateful. I feel like we're, we're thriving. We, we found a pod for Harrison to be part of. And so he goes to school every day. It's with a teacher. There's seven kids total. And so uh, Kenny takes him to school. I pick him up at one o'clock and I definitely am, you know, the CEO of our family. I run kids. I run schedules. I run food. I run even like socially. I'm in, I do all of that. We have a full-time nanny that's with our two-year-old most of the time, meaning like she's just kind of, I feel like she's her person. So, so what it looks like is, you know, I do breakfast in the morning. My nanny comes in around seven 30 or eight. She does lunches. I'm a morning person. So I get out into my, I have a detached space for an office. So I try and get out to my office by like eight or even eight 30. And then I just work through until 1230 when I leave to go pick up Harrison, our nanny and grace go to the park. They have their own little social circle her. She gets her social interaction that way. And then we're kind of just like both with the kids. Grace takes a nap. I cook dinner sometimes. Sometimes our nanny cooks. It's just kind of this like flowy afternoon. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, Kenny is He teaches me a lot about taking care of yourself and taking care of your needs, which is a big thing that I talk about as well. He really is like kind of a a king in the sense of like he has his routine and he has his stuff and he's not really gonna, like he's around with the kids, but he's really, he's so good at taking care of himself that I, I, I run the show, you know, when it comes to kids. Yeah. That's incredible. But when you were talking about your morning person, what time do you wake up in the morning and what is your, do you have a morning ritual? Do you have something that, you know, I know with young kids, it's really hard, but I, I mean, I see you on social media. I listen to your podcast. For those of you who don't know, she has the Heidi Stevens podcast and it's incredible to see, like, you wouldn't even think that you had two young kids. I'm not going to lie. Like I have three young kids and I'm like, how does Heidi do this? So walk me through kind of how you manage that in the morning. What time do you wake up? What are your grounding practices? 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of a stickler on this with, with myself. I am very disciplined in the morning because it, it truly changes my life. Like it changes my day being in a rhythm of my morning routine. Now I let myself have leeway. If I have, you know, an extra glass of wine or whatever it may be, it's like, I'll sleep in a little bit longer. It's not like I'm like, get up at this time and do this and do this and do this. I really believe especially as like feminine beings, we're not like a human machine and we need to like listen to our bodies and, and, and also like, but like push ourselves a little bit, right. Not just like snuggle under the covers. Cause it's like, Oh, it feels good. Like I'm a, I'm very spiritual. I know we'll probably get into that. I take my, my date with the divine in the morning very seriously. And it is very sacred time for me. So Over the last year, as I've become, I'd say more and more just into my meditation practices and really kind of diving into some of those studies, my I've been getting up earlier and earlier, so I don't want to scare anybody. But these days, just really in the last like month or so, I've been getting up at like four thirty or five. I know. I, I know, even think five thirty is like I, yes. I'm aiming for five thirty one and day. I think that's incredible, and that's how I was. I'm not kidding you. Eighteen months ago, if someone would have told me that, I would have said, "You are insane, woman." So for the longest time, it was like, "Okay, can I get Gracie to sleep until like six thirty, and I would get up at six, and I would have my twenty minute meditation. I'd maybe turn on the coffee machine, and just like that's it, right? Right? Just like." Do 15 to 20 minutes of some type of inward reflection and get yourself in the right, you know, energy before you start. So again, my meditations have continued to get longer, more in depth. I actually really look like they're, they're actually getting me out of bed now. And I'm seeing the ripple effect of that in my days. And I just notice that when I'm not in a, when I'm not in a consistent meditation practice, I can go a day, I can go two days. But around day four or five, if I haven't meditated, I'm starting to get anxious. I'm starting to get short with Kenny and my kids. And I'm like, oh, maybe, and you know, again, I talk about this a lot, but some of it is like exercise. Have I moved my body? But for me, my grounded practice on a daily basis is a minimum of 20 20 minutes of meditation. And how did you get, I guess, involved in all of this meditation? I know, I mean, talk a little bit about your journey, your background. So the audience kind of knows where you came from because meditation wasn't really your past life at all. It was not. (laughs) I am a a former very high level gymnast slash diver. I dove competitively at UCLA. I then went into commercial real estate when I was 22 and I was in there. I was in that industry for 15 years, 12 to 15 years. That's where I met my husband and we built the business together. And during that time in real estate, within a couple of years of hitting the ground running and competing with the boys, and I always say that I was one of three women in an office of 40 men in my black pantsuit, doing what they did, working 14-hour days, pounding the pavement on 100 cold calls a day. And within two years, I was 24 years old and my adrenals were completely shot. I had a horrible eating disorder. I gained like 40 pounds on a 5'2 frame. And it, I had like a massive health crisis in my early 20s. Wow. And it woke me up. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just on the outside. Yeah, I looked different and I was heavy. But like people were like, oh, she's driving a nice car and she's making this amount of money as a, you know, and she's living in a nice apartment in LA as a young 20 year old. I was 
miserable. I was miserable. And we all have, I think, our journey and our turning points, right? And that was mine. And while I didn't leave real estate right away, it took me another, you know, 10, 12 years to do that. It did take me on a spiritual journey. So what that looked like for me was just starting to kind of open my eyes and go, is this all there is? Like, really? Like, is this what I'm like doing here? And, you know, a therapist turned into a holistic doctor testing my hormones. I wasn't having my menstrual cycle, which I actually find not necessarily the menstrual cycle part, but I see a lot of women now my age as they're kind of in their late thirties going through a lot of the health challenges actually that I went through in my early twenties, which I just find interesting. What so sort I of, I guess, symptoms did you have that like you think women right now, because I think we're around the same age. I'm yeah. just curious, what are those kind of symptoms? Because I feel like maybe moms these days are seeing that, that they didn't encounter in their 20s. Totally. So so for me, yeah, it was major adrenal fatigue, a lot of exhaustion, food allergies. I dealt with a lot of acne, which you know I think some women don't, but I think the food allergy thing and you know, obviously hormones and just being completely burnt out. And then, you know, and I've noticed in the last like year or two, I'm about to turn 40. I'm like, oh, it takes more work to lose weight. But even in my early twenties, it was like, I, it was just not coming off. And so I really, it, it became a inward practice, a waking up a kind of a, a, an evolutionary experience inside of myself along with then taking physical action of removing gluten and removing dairy. And I was actually didn't drink any alcohol for like two years because my body just couldn't handle it. And, you know, at this point, all of that feels a little bit like a, a just a past life. You know, I actually still, we're pretty strict on food in our house. We eat really clean, but I enjoy my wine and I enjoy, you know, ice cream here and there or whatever it is. But anyways, all that to say that I, you know, was like therapist and I was actually in a 12 step program for a while. And I've always been a seeker. I've always kind of wanted to learn and been addicted to, to growth on some level. And so one thing just led to another and a retreat and a guru and a this and a that, you know, and I ended up getting my master's in spiritual psychology in 2012. And I went back for a third year with an emphasis in consciousness, health, and healing. And it was around that time that I met Kenny and we ended up merging our real estate businesses. And I just started like coaching and doing a little bit of this work here and there and then about three years ago, it was like, I have to step away from a real estate business and I've got to go build an online brand and, and community and do what I really feel like my heart is here to do. And even in those three years, it's transitioned as you've seen. I just think we're, we're all evolving beings and it's not like you make it at a certain point where it's about following like your intuitive hits and going, all right, like this feels like more aligned in this moment. And what's the next step to take? And in that time, you also had two kids. So your first kid was born but while you were still in real estate, correct? Yes. Harrison, I had him kind of, when I was like starting to like transition out, but there were some other businesses in between me leaving real estate and starting coaching. So How yeah, is that kind was- of shift in your own like internal identity going from like you already were opening up to the spiritual side, wanting to transition, but then you also have a kid. How did that impact your, your journey at that point? It was huge. I think, and I think a lot of moms feel this. It's a real waking up of like, 
whether if you're in corporate or if you're doing something that you don't want to be doing, you look at this kid, I look at and I was just like, whoa, like I'm a new, I'm a new woman on the other side of this. It's a rite of passage, right? Having a baby and becoming a mother. And I just, there was, there's so much self-reflection, self-reflection that goes on in that. And it's just, I, I feel like when we're pregnant and when we're birthing, we are like the closest to the divine that a lot of us ever get. And it's this real holy moment of there is a miracle. It's a miracle that we're able to birth these babies and that at like whatever the percentage is, I can't, I don't know the exact percentage, but like that the sperm meets the egg and that we <laughs> actually end up here on planet earth is a miracle of life that every single one of us get, <laughs> which is also incredible because we spend, I feel like all of our twenties, like trying not to get pregnant. And then it's like, all of a sudden <laughs> you're like, let's start a family. And then it takes forever. And you realize that the probability is so limited again, like for like everything has to be in alignment and you're just like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's this miracle. And like, we go through this, I went through my own metamorphosis. I think a lot of women have their own experiences in that. And I just remember being like, I cannot do this thing anymore. Like I've been saying that I want out. I've been saying that I don't want to do it. I went and I literally got my master's in spiritual psychology so that I could not maybe do this real estate thing anymore. And, you know, it was very, we were doing very well. And thank God now my husband still is doing well, but it was a, it was a hard time in our marriage because not only was, you know, we were having a baby. I think we were also building our first house at the time. I was like the anchor and the rock of that business. And I was the behind the scenes. I was like basically the COO of our 10 person company. And I, it was, he was like, you're abandoning me. And that brought up all of his abandonment issues. And it was just, it was a really big deal for me to step away. And it was like this inner calling that like, I cannot, I have to follow this. And so if anyone out there is feeling that feeling of, I have this inner pull, I want you to hear me that it is not too late. You are not too old. You are not like you're, it's, you can step in at any point and now is better is like the best time. That's not just a cliche. Like it's not tomorrow. It's now. And how do you open up that conversation though? So a lot of, I feel like women in general too, feel this calling, feel this need. But then also once you do become a mom, you have this guilt inside of you. Like, well, I do have to still provide. I have to help. Or I'm in charge of taking care of the child. If you're a stay at home mom, but I want to do this, this other thing. How do you open up that conversation? One with yourself and two with your partner. Well, it absolutely starts with yourself and everyone has different circumstances. So what I know for sure is that if you don't put yourself first and you don't put your needs and your desires and your wishes and your dreams, everybody in your family, including yourself and your kids and your partner is going to suffer. So you open it up in a way of you you be bold and you like, you listen to that small voice and you may not know like the next step. You may not know like, Oh, I want to start a podcast or I want to start a brand. Like you may not know, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from Martin Luther Jr. King. He says, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the next little baby step. 
And that's it. Maybe it's having a conversation. Maybe it's listening to this podcast. Maybe it's reaching out to you or I on a DM. Maybe it's being bold and having a conversation with someone else that's gone before you. Maybe it's getting into a free Facebook group and talking to some other moms that have done it before you. I'm not here to like map out the whole thing for you. I'm here to go, you've got to do, you've got to follow your intuition. Yeah. You just got to start doing and playing and seeing what happens. Like one of the things I said in this podcast is I'm just in the sandbox playing and seeing where it goes. Like sometimes you just have to surrender to it and not like try and control. And I feel like that also translates to motherhood. Like you can't control your children. You can't control, you can't even control your birth. And that's like, I think that was like the number one switch in my head was once you give birth and once that baby comes, it'll come in the way that they want to come. And I feel like I know you have a crazy birth story too. And I think that just, you know, opens you up to surrender to kind of what's going to happen, but keep taking those steps. That's exactly right. So explain for those who might not be familiar with what is spiritual psychology and kind of what are you building today and how are you helping these women? Sure. So I'll keep the spiritual psychology piece brief. It's, you know, just in essence, it's the study of the unconscious. We have our physical body, our mental body, our emotional body. And underneath all of that, we have unconsciously programs that are running. Most people are running 90 to 95% of their days based on the emotions and the thoughts of their past and unconsciously moving through their life. So if we want to co-create, if we want to heal from the inside out, if we want to design our future, we have got to awaken and become conscious to the unconscious thought patterns, emotional patterns, ways of being that are driving the bus. So today, that is essentially what I do with women. I pull from a lot of different kind of avenues, my spiritual psychology, different mentors I've had in the past. I recently was trained at an advanced workshop with Dr. Joe Dispenza, which I've been talking a lot about. And I have, you know, I really support women in, in waking up to the truth of who they are and manifesting whatever their heart's pull is, whatever their desires are. And I feel like manifesting is thrown around a lot these days. In essence, for me, it's, it's becoming alive and becoming awake to the reality that you have the ability to create in the physical world reality what it is that you want with so much more ease than we think is possible. We are conditioned that we have to, if we want said amounts of money, if we want you know, a new house, we've got to work 12 hour days and we have to save this much money and we have to, it's gonna take 30 years to pay it off with this loan. And, and the spirit source universe doesn't work in the time space 3D reality. You know, it's like you see people that are healed of cancer by different, you know, experiences. You see people like absolutely bloom in their business or their careers just by like getting on one podcast or one TED talk. There are miracles available for every single one of us if we're aware, if we're, we're awake, and if we're actually practicing the divine dance with, 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 with spirit, with the universe. 
So for those who aren't familiar with all of this and don't practice every day, where can we start? Yes, it's always good to look for signs and all of that. But like, if we're not even awake yet, because we're sleepwalking through life, what do you think is that first step we can take? And are there any things that we can just start doing today before we like dive into wanting to like open up and do this whole, all of a sudden I call it like the woo-woo world, but I, you know, it's been a journey for me. So I'm curious for women whom, and especially moms who might not be awake yet, where can they start? Yeah. You know, I, I would set an intention. This is going to again, sound a little woo woo and I can give you a few tangible, you know, examples, but when you set an intention that you want to have a new experience, you'll be amazed as like at how quickly the path just like lines up. So you may just set an intention. I want to start having a slightly deeper experience. And look, here you are listening to this podcast with me as a guest, right? You're like, oh, that's interesting. Then maybe you'll pick up a book. One of my favorites is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Maybe you want to pick up Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. One of my other favorite books is Leveraging the Universe by Mike Dooley. I love, what's the one by Jen Sincero about money? Oh yeah. You're a badass at making money. You're a badass badass, at making money. Pick up, become super, super attractor by Gabby Bernstein. So it's like, there's four or five books right there. Pick one of them up that you feel called to, that you like the cover, that you feel like, oh, this might be interesting. Download one of my freebies, get a, you know, do a 10 minute meditation and I've raised your vibration. I think it's a nine minute meditation that you can sit in. It helps you visualize. And it's just like one step after another, you have no idea where your path will lead. Speaking of where your path will lead the last three years, I mean, with the two kids, how were you able to build this? A lot of people want to quit. And so like what kept moving you forward? What made you not want to quit? Especially after having your second kid two years ago, you're like still building this business and you're feeling called, but you know, we all know it's exhausting to have really little ones what was there a point where you wanted to quit, maybe take some time off or no? And how did you move forward? Yeah, it's a great question. So about two years ago, I was on my own spiritual path, but I was doing business in a very masculine way. And basically I'd taken what I'd known to have success in the real estate business. And I just applied it to my coaching business. And yet I was saying things more spiritual and more around like manifesting money, but my actions were not fully lining up. And I, I was like, I I kind of was like aware of it, but I, and I, there just was a little bit of incongruence and I ended up pounding the pavement like I do, or like I did and successful launch quote unquote successful. I was on 150 or somewhere between 150 and 180 sales calls in a four month period. And I enrolled 70 women into this program called Thrive. And while the women truly are some of my, like they're still in my world and my community, and it, it had nothing to do with them, it had everything to do with the way that I was approaching it. My team at the time looked at me and they were like, What in the hell are you doing? Like, you are hating your life right now. You're hating creating this content. You want to quit your business. And why do you, why, like, why did you even start this in the first place? And it was a real wake up call. 
And I paused and I obviously like fulfilled on that program and I took the women through this program, but I kind of like cocooned for a little bit. And it may have not seemed like that on the outside as much, but internally, I really, really went inward and I wasn't doing launches as much. And I wasn't kind of, I wasn't pushing. And what has transpired in the last like 18 months has been just this like, full direct knowing that I am answering the call of my divine assignment and I have to do this. Like I am like compelled to get out of bed every morning. And I am so genuinely excited about touching the souls that I am meant to touch that it propels me forward when I don't feel like writing an email. Because I'm like that email or that Instagram post or that podcast that I don't feel like writing or recording is going to make an impact on at least one, most likely more than one human. And for that, for that transformation, I'm here for it. I'm going to show up. And I have to be so grounded in my purpose and my why, because it's not about the money. It's not about the next client. It's not about What happens is that if we're not having an energetic exchange in the form of money with our clients that's in some type of vibrational alignment, what happens is that we then completely deplete ourselves and then you get bitter and then you get passive aggressive and then you don't want to do the thing and you've literally like you're, so you you take yourself out of the game. So it's like if when you are showing up as like on purpose in your gift, in and even if you're like, I don't really know what that is, it doesn't matter. If you're following your intuition, you're showing up. And if you're impacting one soul with your service or your product or your podcast or your Instagram feed, that is worthy of having some type of energetic exchange in reverse. And for me, it's like that fuels me. Like when I look at Grace, I'm like, She is, she, I don't look at her and I don't have guilt for not being with her in the mornings. I know that I am a better person doing, talking to you and serving more humans and serving more. Like I want to kill myself at the park. I hate being at the park. I do too. (laughs) But my nanny loves it. So it's great. And And it's like, why do we set ourselves up for failure? We like set ourselves up for defeat. Like, oh, I have to do this to be a good mom. No, you need to show for yourself and your kids and show them what's possible to be a good mom. And I'm with my, you know, and so it's like just giving yourself permission to do what you, like, I, I love to work. That is part of who I am. And my kids When they chose me as their mom, which I believe that we have these soul contracts, we come in, I know they did not choose a mom that was going to be with them 24-7, nor do I think that that's even healthy for moms to be, you know, whatever, that's the side note, but (laughs) you get my point. Like, I just, I feel so energized to do my work truly, whether one person shows up or a hundred that it's like, I, I can't stop. I am like moved by spirit inside of me. And what, and, and I also want to say this, like in my magnetic program, there's 20 women in it right now. And I'm watching women that maybe aren't, they're not so spiritual. They're not, they're not like me. They're coming in going, I just want to feel better. I just want to be more energized. I just want to feel more inspired. I'm here like, and I don't really know how to do that. And I keep hitting this wall and 
sure, I'd like to make more money, but I'm not exactly sure how to do that. They're waking up and they're having like huge awarenesses and they're energized. And that's, that's why I keep showing up for them. Amen. Amen. I mean, just seeing you like, just you exude this energy and this love for it that I feel like it just, it attracts and you're right. It's like you put something out there and it's like a magnet. You just are attracted to you and they can feel that. And they feel like you're not the next sale or the next number or the next whatnot. And so, I mean, it's beautiful. And I've, I've seen you like shift and I love the way you talk about things like that. And I listened, you know, you even just left for a week to go on that retreat and leaving two kids at home. A lot of moms, I think out there, are like, I can't leave my kids at home for a week and I've done it. But how did you feel when you left? And like, how did you combat your own mom guilt when you left? I used to actually do it quite frequently with prior to COVID. It was just part of who I am. I love to travel. I love to grow. These retreats fuel me on a completely different level. And what was interesting is that I had a harder time with this one because I've been home with them since March. Since March, we have left, Kenny and I have left for one night. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, are they going to freak out? And, and here's the deal. I, Again, it's like I it's it's not selfish to put yourself first. We have it backwards, my loves. Like we have it backwards that that it's a selfish thing to fuel your own tank, to it, it's it's you then overflow that energy that you're feeling, Stephanie. And for anyone else, it's because I'm willing to, yes, I, I am self-disciplined. I will get up early in the morning and fill my tank but I'm also not like running ragged all day long. I ask for support. I have a team. I have a full-time assistant in my business. I have a nanny that's helping me pick up. That's helping prep prep food. I'm not trying to wear a gazillion hats. And you know, the first thing that someone's going to think when they hear me say that is, well, good for you, Heidi, I can't afford it. And I hear you, I hear you. But what I find more often than not is that women don't get support and or ask for help from their family or from, you know, other somewhat free or inexpensive resources, not because they can't afford free help because they're not willing to receive and they're not willing to take that time for themselves. How do you think though they can open up to be able to receive? Is there any like suggestion on where they can even start? (laughs) Yeah. Start with my nine minute, raise your vibration meditation. (laughs) I'll link it in the show notes. (laughs) I mean, it's like, there's no magic pill here. Like you start by going, that's something that I want. You start just try for like an hour, like, you know, trade with another mom or something and say, okay, I just want an hour to myself. Yes. I want one hour to myself. I'm going to let myself go to the beach, get my feet in grass, go on a hike instead of using this hour to do all the dishes. You know what? My house is not always perfectly clean. I know people like kind of think like, Heidi's got it all together all the time. We have mail right now spread from like desk to desk waiting for someone to help figure it out. We've got like, I've got returns like in the mudroom that are just waiting. So it's like, it does with the details. That's not what's going to like fuel my soul. And I'll get, you know, at some point at seven o'clock at night, I'll have a glass of wine. I'll take care of all that stuff. But man, can we just like let ourselves like live a little bit more free? I just love it. Exactly. Well, on that note, (laughs) when you became a mom, what do you think is the superpower you gained 
once you became a mom that has helped you, whether it's in business or life or whatnot, what superpower did you gain? I think that I'm asking for support and willing to receive support more than ever. When I had Harrison, it was a, I don't really phrase it as a traumatic birth, but essentially it was. And I was, I was like that, you know, oh, I'm going to be in my white caftan, da, 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 da. I just had this idea of what it meant to like be a quote unquote good mom. And the birth was so challenging and I was so just on my knee. Like I actually did not get up out of bed for a week after having him. And I had to call, call in a night nurse and my mom had to come in for three, for three weeks, uh, close to a month. And in that moment, in that week after having him, I just realized like, this is not going to go how I thought it was going to go. And I need more support. It takes a village. It takes a village. And somewhere along the line, we got the message that it's like a badge of honor to do this life and motherhood on our own. And it could not be more inaccurate. It's causing so much suffering and it's such a lonely journey. So by God, like get yourself help, get yourself community, call on the people in your life and be willing to receive their support because yeah, it's just like, no, it, no one's, no one's winning when you don't. Right. And it kind of transitions into my final question, which it could be the same answer, but you know, what is your number one survival tip right now for moms to survive during this pandemic, during this period of life? You know, for that, I, I really would say follow your own mother, like hunch, like we have that gut, we have that inner knowing. And I'll give you an example. In July, we were, you know, all getting in California, at least all the schools are going to be closed. We were enrolled in a private school, the private schools might open, they might close. And I had toured private schools for two years, trying to figure out where to go, you know, and been on five interviews and blah, 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 that whole circuit. Oh my gosh, exhausting. And I, in July, I was like, I can't have, have him go back to this. Like I, like just the whole situation, how they were lining up. I just had this like intuition of like, I don't think this is going to work. And long and the short of it, I just, I've got to find another situation. And I didn't know a pod that was putting together. I didn't have those contacts, but I just, it was like, I manifested this. I was like, I, Harrison has to leave the house. He is, we are all going to like, not like, this is not going to be okay for him to be in the house all day long. And again, for any of you that's like, oh, you're so lucky you have a pod. Again, I see families that like, oh, one of the moms is a former teacher. Let's get four kids together and, and, you know, just team up or the, each mom takes one week or something. You can get creative, but don't get sucked into the like, oh, the powers that be half the government and the schools and the, this and the political system. I'm now a complete victim to my environment. No, listen to what you, your kids, your family needs and be willing to have the audacity and the courage to take whatever steps need to happen to make that happen. So that has been really, really, really big for us. I've continued to do that. And I, I really, I'm so grateful that I feel like we've been flourishing through COVID. And I know that can trigger some people because it's been hard. And I don't take that, you know, lightly, but I feel very blessed and I feel very fortunate. And I also attribute that to me just taking, it's like, I'm like mama bear. And I'm like, we're, we're, we're going guys. We're figuring this out on our own terms. Let's go. 
That's perfect. So where can we find you and where can we find this? Like, you know, nine minute amazing (laughs) meditation. You can go to my website to find that HeidiStevens.co. I'm really active on Instagram. If you want to come and DM me there, I would love for you to say hi at Heidi Stevens. And I look forward to getting in touch with you and knowing you and supporting you in any way that I can. Thank you so much for joining today. It was wonderful to have you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time.